Welcome to the show. I'm Mikey. And it's your girl Zay Day. We are two social justice warriors dedicated to dismantling systems of oppression through a black, black queer, queer feminist lens. Feminist lens. Yes, this podcast will cover a variety of topics ranging from politics in our country to which new bop you can twerk to. Hey. <laughs> yep. And while we're twerking, y'all can start following. Search Black to the Future on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join in the conversation. And don't forget to leave positive reviews for us on your streaming platforms. Yes, please leave positive reviews. With the reach of this podcast, we desire to change the world one episode at a time. Yep, and I think it's time we get started, don't you think? Yep, let's get it! The The past past is gone, gone. the present present is an adventure. adventure. Looks like it's time to to go go black to the future. future. Cue the theme music. (laughs) Yeah. to another lovely episode of Black to the Future podcast. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for joining me. And <laughs> this is going to be an interesting show. I'm excited because I've been hunting this man down since October the 6th because I have receipts and I have dates and stuff like that. Yeah, October the 6th. And guess what today is? It is January 25th. Where you being? Where you being? Anyway, he going to answer that in a second. But uh, I have, um, you know, y'all know I have my running series in the podcast where I uh, interview um, black men who are attracted to trans women, trans amorous, um, and they're on the seven episodes. So welcome to episode 67. Um, And I have the amazing, I guess he kind of funny, and I guess he can be cute sometimes. (laughs) I have Troy Kennedy. Yay! Hello. Not this. Go back to the other voice. That was more fun. Go back. You mean my aunt? Yeah, hey, hello, everyone. How y'all doing? It's so wonderful to be on the show. It's just a wonderful thing. It's just so wonderful. What is this voice? You sound like Granny from, like, Tweety Bird or whatever. Like, what is this voice? Hey, that, that's that's the voice I use uh, uh, when scammers call. And, and, and they think they got an old lady on the phone. And then, you know, and I, and I, and I, and I drag them along. Just drag them along as far as possible. Then I say, hey, don't be calling people phone, motherfucker. Oh, my God. 
and then they hang up. They don't call back anymore, so it's it's fine. You done figure out the perfect plan. Perfect plan. Well, I I love it. I think you should. I'm gonna start trying to do that. I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna figure it out. Uh, but thank you so much for being here and already making me smile and laugh because it's gonna be fun. I think. <laughs> Um, so I want you to let everyone know, of course, um, your um, identity as far as your pronouns and then um, your sexual orientation, if you want to share that. Okay, well, again, I'm Troy Kennedy. My pronouns are he, him, and the godfather. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, my orientation, I am, I use transamorous, mm-hmm. but I am into beings who embrace femininity mm. in a way that is attractive to me because I, I, I date trans women and cis women. Uh, but you have to be a being who, you know, it has to click with me. So uh, it, it, it's it's not cut and dry as far as, you know, I, I like women, mm. you know, and I like women who have a level of femininity that makes my, my, my eyebrow go up, you know. I see the eyebrow going up already. <laughs> so. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And I um, I, I already mentioned at the very beginning of the, before we even started recording, that I dated older men before. In the same kind of age bracket. You're not trying to, not trying to out your age. <laughs> but I think it's really important to the conversation, of course. Um, but I, I do find that older men definitely do have this idea of like, your femininity is what's attractive to them. They really are, are entranced by that. Because I've dated men that are like that, you know, even uh, prior to my transition or during or, you know, at this stage or whatever, they're very much into the idea of femininity in that kind of way. So I, I really like that you said that. I mean, my, my explanations and definitions have always been evolving. I've looked at the very first interview video I did with Diamond, Diamond Styles. Shout out to Diamond. I love Diamond. But that was about 11 years ago. And as I listen to that and I look at that and I go, oh my God, I was terrible. I was humming, humming, and uh, and, then, <laughs> and, uh, and you know what I'm saying. You know, I wasn't that bad, but just looking at it and listening to how I describe myself, uh, some of the terminology that I was using, all of that has evolved uh, in time. And one of the things that I like to talk about is that life is a constant evolution. Mm. If you're not continuing to evolve, if you're not continuing to evolve, then you're going to, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you can't be stuck in the same space and being stuck in that same space. You're, you're always going to fail. You're always going to have problems. And I think a lot of people, you know, you know, men and women, they get stuck in that same spot. Mm-hmm. They get stuck and, and they don't want to move forward. They're not willing to learn. They're not willing to open up. And once you get caught, you know, in that cycle, you know, it's hard to get out because you think you know everything. And I know I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, I'm pretty smart. I got a big old head. <laughs> There's a lot of knowledge up there. But I don't know everything and I don't pretend to. And I always, I'm always open to new ideas. I'm always open to new conversations and, and to new things. And describing, you know, my orientation as being into, you know, very feminine beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because 
there are some cis women and some trans women that I ain't messing with. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, they, they give off too much masculine energy. There's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I use an example of, of, of this, this lesbian who I know who's absolutely gorgeous, mm-hmm. but she's like, hey, hey, uh, oh, gee, let me holler at you, dog. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, um, you know, I know you fuck with the girls. How about, you know, how about you give me some of that dick? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was, it was just so, right, I clutched my pearls because it was so, it was so masculine that it was off-putting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I've evolved, as I've continued to grow, as I continue to observe the world around me, you know, it, it's one of those things that goes, hmm, she's pretty, but no, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, I should I should redact what I say. Maybe you didn't clutch your pearl. Maybe you clutch your gold chain. You said, oh, <laughs> no. It was, it, was def- it was definitely my... Uh, non-existent pearls yes i was like girl really okay well and i think that just i like the idea that you talked about the evolution and it's just going forward we're going to continue to grow and expand and evolve and move to a certain point where none of this is even relevant any fucking more and so um you know, I always tell people, like, if you like what you like, you like what you fucking like. I'm not even going to sit here and try to stop you, from, you know, unless it's, you know, with consent, of course, <laughs> in every facet. Um, but I, I think that's just so important. You don't have to, like, like masculine women, because there definitely are plenty of them that definitely someone is going to like. So it may not be for you. And that is perfectly okay. <laughs> So, um, I want to thank you for sharing that and you dropping so much information and so much wisdom with your Lou Rawls voice right now. Uh, You'll never find <laughs> as long as you live. I can't. Um, so, at the beginning of every episode, every interview that we conduct, um, we like to ask, how is your blackness? How are you as a black person in America right now? What was the movie that Chris Rock was in? CB4. Mm. I'm blackly black and I'm blackly black and I'm blackly black and I'm black. I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all. I, I, you know, my blackness <laughs> is something that I wear every day. Mm. Um, it's not impacted by what others think about, you know, what they perceive about my sexuality mm-hmm. um, and about the people who, you know, I interact with. Um, it's 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 fine. I'm secure in my blackness, mm-hmm. you know, as I am secure, you know, in my own sexuality. So yeah, I love that. Um, and I I think there are often very strong parallels, not complete, you know, equivalents if that's the right word, you know, equals between you know orientation and then like the black identity. There's always lots of parallels there that I think sometimes just like. A lot of cishet black people just don't always see and i always think it's so important to have i guess someone on y'all side air quotes as it were <laughs> to like to be able to candidly explain these things and make these bridges and make these connections and we're gonna talk about that a little bit later in the episode but i'm really happy that you kind of just bring in all these things to the forefront at the very beginning so thank you and before we go into the first break um, I would like to know, because I ask every black man this, how do you define black masculinity? 
how do I define black masculinity? Mm -hmm. It's mine. It's mine and I own it. And it's not up to anyone else to define it for me. Um, I'm different. I'm unique. Um, I, it, it's something that I'm blessed because I come from, you know, I'm, I'm from a different generation. I'm actually a baby born. I'm the last <gasps> of the baby boomers. So when people say boomer, I'll be like, hey, watch out now. <laughs> get off, get off my lawn. Um, but I was I was blessed coming up uh, at a time where blackness through the seventies, mm. blackness was really really a thing, you know. And, and and you had you had the John Shafts of the world, and you know you had you had the music, mm. uh, you know the Marvin Gaye's that were that were very very thought provoking. Mm. Uh, you know you had the Al Greens, you had you, you had the Temptations and all of that, the prim and proper. Uh, Blackness was something to embrace and be proud of. Uh, I was there at the birth of hip hop. Mm. Uh, you know, I was a DJ. DJ T in a place to be. How's everybody doing? Are you serious? Uh, uh, yeah, you know, um, you know. It, 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 so I, I was there in the beginning. You know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't pop and lock. I couldn't. My brother, my brother, too, they, they could do all of that. They had their little dance group. I was a DJ. They make me mad. I just. And take out my phonograph, and I'm sorry. That's right, that, that's right. my phonograph. <laughs> that's right. And you know, blackness, blackness is going through an evolution as well. Mm. It continues to. Um, and with with masculinity, unfortunately, there's so many brothers who are stuck in a very fragile, toxic place, and they can't get out of it. We can talk about how we're socially conditioned mm -hmm. by colonialism. We can talk about how religion, especially the religions of Abraham, mm -hmm. uh, have us so afraid. We can talk about, you know, even slavery mm -hmm. and and the Jim Crow effect that we have. You know, and I was I was there. I was born before the Civil Rights um, Act of 1964 was law and the Voting Rights Act of 1965. Mm -hmm. I was born before both of those. So all of these things happened in my lifetime. So my blackness, especially with some of these younger brothers that I've talked to, you know, my blackness and my connection to that blackness and my connection to that struggle of being black is very different from theirs. Mm. You know, so mm. uh, for me, black masculinity is for me to be here and to be a teacher, to be a mentor and to be someone who can tell the brothers this is this is how how it was. This is how I was. I can I can speak on the history. I can speak on my evolution. My and a lot of people hate when when men say this. My own transition mm -hmm. because I had to transition. It was a transition of thought. It was a transition of acceptance of self acceptance. So I can speak on all of those things because I've been there and I've done that. So when we speak about black masculinity. When you understand your history and you embrace everyone around you, because that's the measure of a man. Mm. I don't care if you you straight or gay or trans or pansexual or all the other ones that they throw in now, gender. <laughs> all the things. Okay, yeah, all of them because I get confused and get my, <laughs> my head will start hurting. But but if you're black, I'm embracing you. Mm. 
if I'm not, then I'm no better than the oppressors. Ooh. Tate over here to preach. Okay. Come on. I love and I I really resonate with the idea that everybody goes through a transition. You know, you're supposed to. It's like the the idea of evolution. You're supposed to grow and change over time. I don't think that we're supposed to lose the core principles of being a good person and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think over time, things, of course, go awry and things get askew based upon who has the power and who's in charge and all that kind of stuff and who we have to aspire to be like and who we have to make connections with to be better than or greater than another group of people. And it's kind of like, no, that's not really necessary because we're all on the same plane. We all we all breathe the same. <laughs> we all die the same, you know, and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's something that's very important that you so eloquently said. And I hope all the men that listen to my show uh, heard what he said. Especially the ones that think they they have a chance of trying to be a something with me. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we will take a small break and then we'll come back and we will get back to when um, Troy invented the the loom and we'll figure out uh, how he got to where he is now. <laughs> Okay, so we are back, and we have, again, Troy Kennedy, uh, the godfather, uh, as it were. So this is this is information to me. I think Chris may have said it before, but I don't remember, perhaps, in probably one of the spaces we've shared before. Um, but I would like to know, you know how you got into this space. Where did you come from? How did you start, Troy? Where were you born back, you know, back in the day and all that kind of stuff and your family dynamic and all that fun stuff? Well, back in the olden days, <laughs> the time before time. The time before time. Uh, well, I was born and raised in Detroit. Um, oh. Went to high school in Detroit. I'm sorry, already. Uh, had a, had a, oh, hey, Detroit is a wonderful place. <laughs> uh, I went to Jackson State for a little while before they threw me out. Couldn't stand the South in the 80s. It was a very scary place. Mm-hmm. It was not a very, very good place for blackness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, you know, my parents, well, at this point, my parents have been married 59 years. Wow, so beautiful. Uh, they're, still, they're, they're still alive and kicking. Um, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a father of two wonderful young men. Uh, they ain't getting so young. One of them's 35. I'm a grandfather. I have a Yay! beautiful eight-year-old granddaughter. My other son is 24 years old. Uh, you know, as far as my youth, I mean, I was, you know, regular, you know, regular, you know, black kid coming up in the, you know, late 60s and 70s. I was, you know, I was just, you know, a guy on the block. I was skinny. Uh, before I got muscles and got big, <laughs> you know, I had a mouth, and so uh, I used to play as we called the dozens. Ah, oh, yeah. So whenever, whenever people would pick on me, I would, uh, my mouth, my mouth sometimes would write a check, my behind kick cash. <laughs> but people knew not to test me, you know, verbally, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, and hey, I'm, I'm a white collar professional. I have what three different three different jobs I'm working on right now. I have my own, well, two of my own businesses, uh, and I'm also my father's caretaker. So, so I'm a very, very busy person, but uh, I made time for you even though. 
<laughs> not this eye oh, roll in these in this neck roll. Not this. You know, well, thank nobody's you. gonna see it, but I just I just want to put it in there. <laughs> well, so. thank you for making time for me. You know, four months later. Um, <laughs> uh, no, really, thank you so much, and I know you're very busy, and I and I and I really genuinely appreciate it. Um, and so I think you, um, as an older person, just in general, have so much more perspective on a multitude of things as opposed to myself, even though I'm a, a millennial and things like that. Like your oldest son is still older than me, which I think is still funny, but that's okay. <laughs> um, and you have a grandbaby and I'm just, I think that's just so adorable. I just love family and building and creating dynamics like that. So I think that's so beautiful. Um, and so your parents have been together for a long time, and that's something I've always aspired to. See well, I personally have kept up the divorce rate in my family because <laughs> my siblings are all married. <laughs> and somebody had to get married and get divorced, and then get married and get divorced again. Oof. So I chose to take upon that burden upon myself. So okay. I had done this for my family because I loved him so much. <laughs> Well, I, I'm not laughing at the, 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 the misfortune of divorce, but I'm just laughing at how you phrased it. But um, I'm sorry that things didn't work out the way that you wanted them to. Um, but, you know, if there's going to well, be marriage, there has to be divorce. Well, a lot of that is because I didn't know myself mm -hmm. and I didn't you know like love and, and understand myself. And because of that, you know, me getting married, I got married for other reasons other than my my own personal reasons. You know, I I'm I guess getting into our next question. My first realization of trans attraction. Uh, the first trans woman I met, I was 19 years old. Mm -hmm. I was 19 or 20. She was about 17 or 18. Mm -hmm. I didn't know she was. I didn't know she was a trans woman. Mm -hmm. There was no Maury. There was no not Maury. Phil, Phil Donahue. You know, there was no. You know, there was there was no interwebs. We didn't have the interwebs. We were still using the can with the string. Using Back pigeons. Then. Pigeons. Yeah, that's right. Carrier pigeons. Yes, we were. <laughs> uh, I saw I saw a young lady in trouble. She looked like a girl that I dated in high school. Mm. You know, I always thought I was a superhero, so I put my cape on and I helped her out. After our interactions over the last, you know, you know, five or six weeks, she finally said, "Hey, I need to tell you something." She told me that she was a transsexual. And I was like, "What was that?" <laughs> what? And she said, "I was born male." I was like, "Uh-uh, no, you, uh-uh." The denial, the denial sense it. Oh, 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 yes, yeah, I was deep, deep in denial. Yes, I was. I, I you know, I, I was with the pharaohs then, and mm. it it shook me. It shook me because it, I didn't have the knowledge base. I didn't have the understanding. Mm -hmm. I, it shook me. So uh, I got into what I call a Mobius loop of, of you know, I was living in a Mobius loop of being attracted to dating and interacting with trans women, feeling guilty about it, mm -hmm. going to have sex with a whole lot of cis women to reinforce my masculinity, mm -hmm. then getting the itch and started dealing with trans women again and then feeling guilty about it. You know, and, I, and, I, and I was on that Mobius loop for more than a decade. Mm -hmm. And it, it was it was draining. It 
it was stressful. It was trying to keep was, up with that. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and I I, I want to say I'm sorry that you had to go through all that, and you know, and you know I don't I don't blame you for not knowing what's going on because even I'm sure you've heard plenty of of the women you've interacted with, whether it be romantic or platonic, say, I had to figure this shit out on my own too, similar to how you kind of had to figure it out too. So again, the the idea and the duality of not only transgender people being going through a transition, but also the cis people that interact with them also have to transition as well, so to speak, specifically those cis people, but every, everyone should be evolving and transitioning through life. But um, 19 and 20, wow, y'all, y'all so young, you, you little babies. <laughs> Um, so when you figured out this, oh, transsexual, which is a little bit more of an archaic term, not totally out of the loop, but a little bit archaic for some folks. Um, what did you do? Were you just like, I need to look this up and went back to the anthologies and flipped back? <laughs> what did you I, do? I, I, I went to the Dewey Decimal System. Ah, the kids don't even know what that is. They don't even know. What the hell is that, daddy? What's it doing? What did you do? Who is doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I went to the library and I didn't find anything. Mm. You know, what I did find was, was you know, a paragraph or two, you know, a couple of pages uh, in, in, in books on, you know, gender identity. Uh, there was definitely nothing about the men who were attracted to trans women mm-hmm. uh, at the time. And so, you know, I was, you know, I was, I like to say, crossing the desert alone mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, it, it was it, it was it was, a, it was a tough existence I, I there were times that I doubted my sanity mm-hmm. you know because you know I've you know not trying to brag you know what I'm saying <laughs> but, you know you know I you know I was always lucky with the ladies you know what I'm saying and, and so you know it, it wasn't a point of you know you know not being able to to, to to deal with cis women, as I hear a lot of trans women, you know, they like to throw that up there. It was like, no, baby, you know, it's Big Daddy, Big Daddy going to hell. It was just, and I, I just didn't understand that mm-hmm. um, because again, there were no books. There were there was there wasn't a guidebook. There was nothing there mm-hmm. to let me know, you know, how how to how to walk that path, how how to take that journey, mm-hmm. and so I had to forge it on my own. So. I will say there was a lot of stress. Um, coping just led to not really dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And when I got the itch, I scratched it. When I felt guilty about it, I left it alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that makes sense. You, um, a lot of men say that because even now, even to this day, granted we have, you know, we don't have the pigeons to communicate with each other. We have tweets. There, it's a, it's a more condensed version, a lot faster. Oh, they're smaller birds. That's all. Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> and um. You know, even even to this day, those you know, a lot of men will still approach me and say, "Well, how do I figure this out? How do I find this?" I'm just like, "You have your phone in your hand, ninety percent of the time." I'm like, "If you don't start googling some shit," and I'm just like, at this point, I'm kind of like, "There's there's less of an excuse in a first world country like ours where you should kind of be able to look up that information and seek it out and find it." But you know, you also mentioned other things about the um 
the denial, but also in there, there's shame and then there's probably guilt and, and, you know, a plethora of other negative feelings like confusion and stuff like that. And so it just stands to reason. And um, a lot of the men still to this day, you know, use trans women uh, specifically as just like these sexual objects and things like that. I think we, I think um, a lot of men in general just use women as objects a lot of the time as sexual gratification um, and not for, <laughs> let's, let's orgasm together. It's like, okay, I got what I need to have a nice life. Bye. And this... that's a whole nother conversation. Oh, completely. I, we've, we've literally been having, uh, uh, in, in the, in the evil empire, uh, <laughs> the, the, the dark Sith, <laughs> as we have our meetings on how to take over the galaxy. Uh, and, and in my role as Emperor Palpatine, this is for all the nerds that are listening. Uh, I, I am I am Emperor Palpatine. I am Darth Sidious. I am the leader of the, the Dark Sith. But I'm noticing that a lot of guys don't pay attention to making sure their women are pleasured. And this doesn't. This is both cis women and trans women. And it's like, bruh, like you missing out. You know, you make mama happy. You get happy. Like, I mean, that's 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 common sense, but. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of men are selfish and going back to your point of, of, about, you know, guys asking today, well, how do I find out? All you got to do is grab your phone. You, you carry a, a very powerful computer in your hand mm-hmm. that you can go on to multiple places, sites, Google, uh, uh, YouTube. Right. You can go on Twitter. You can go. There are so many places where you can go and learn. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the biggest issues about learning and about education is that you don't have enough men having these conversations. Mm-hmm. And to the detriment, you know, I've been blessed because I've had women like Diamond Style mm-hmm. and Nico Hicks who very early on allowed me on their platforms to tell my story. Um, but there's not enough men out there telling these stories. Mm-hmm. There's not enough men out there being vulnerable enough to, to talk about their struggles mm. and um, a lot of men who aren't brave enough to step up like that because most of our attacks do come from within the community and from our sisters. Yeah, unfortunately, and, you know, don't ever tell them that because they'll be like, no, never, not, not once, not ever, girl. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do hear that and I do understand it in its entirety. And I, I, at the most, most of the time, I genuinely feel bad because I feel like the way that, you know, black masculinity has been constructed is that y'all are just in this box. And if you, if you look outside the box, somebody put a snap at you or yell at you. And that just goes into the idea of, um, you know, being able to even communicate and talk with one another about these things. And even in an open format or even in a secluded format, like you, you're currently um, part of the group. I know what it's called. I know what it's called. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I don't remember. Tell me. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, uh, the two the two groups, a uh, group that, that uh, Jonathan Hayden and I started uh, along with a buddy, Antoine, mm-hmm. uh, called the Trans Supportive Brotherhood. That. Um, that, that group is now almost six years old. Mm. Um, we've been doing it for a while, uh, and it started out of a sense of brotherhood. Those two brothers, you know, holding me up in a time where I was attacked and, 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 and struggled and was just like, was ready to just say, screw it all because mm. I don't have to do this shit. Mm. Um, but those brothers held me up along with, there was a number of, of trans women 
who who, were, who have always been there for me. I mean, the late Monica Roberts, oh, uh, yes. uh, Tona Brown, uh, Brianna Jenkins. I mean, you know, Brianna and Tona were a part of that project. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shout out to Brianna. Like there for me. Um, you know, love them. Mm-hmm. They're my girls. Uh, you know, love them to death. So I've been blessed uh, by having women like that in my life mm-hmm. throughout throughout my whole uh, my whole evolution. And still having women who are still there, uh, uh, Samaya, Samaya Turner. Hi, shout out to Samaya. Mm-hmm. She, uh, you know, she, she, she gets me together sometimes. <laughs> she, she'll, now you know. <laughs> I can hear her you voice know. too. I can hear her voice too. That's the best part about the whole thing. Is just... right, right. <laughs> and, and so, you know, I think a lot of men don't take the time to become friends with trans women. Mm-hmm to listen to their stories, to learn from them. Mm-hmm. Because you can learn from them. We don't go through as much stuff as y'all go through. Mm-hmm. The man who claims that, we, that they do, that we do, uh, I'm sorry, I don't have, I don't have any, bruh. <laughs> I, I did this, this, you, what did the five fingers say to the face? Shut up. <laughs> so. I, yeah, and I, I love that you, you know, give trans women our flowers so to speak to because i think what we do is really play a very integral part to that part of the community where we you know still uplifting and being very supportive but i also think it's very important for men to be able to have those conversations too and to be able to feel comfortable to be able to even be able to do that so thinking about how you know once you start finding out and doing this this infinity loop of of attraction and denial and attraction and denial and you finally have decided to step out of that and air quotes come out how was that experience for you well we call it stepping up oh stepping up excuse me i like that so much better stepping up. i'm gonna start challenging stepping every nigga that everybody like time for you to step up come on what is it run it i'm gonna start saying that thank it, it, you it, it's, it's stepping up it's it's it's, it's walking out of the darkness mm. You know, it's it, it's a whole different process because at the end of the day, most of the time, guys will be in the dark. Mm. They'll do whatever they can in the dark. And as long as don't nobody see them, oh, they're gonna they they're gonna they're gonna have their fun. Mm. Uh, but as soon as the light of day is shining, you know, shines upon them, they run and they hide like a roach. Oop. Not a roach. Look at all these roaches surrounding me every day. You know, you cut, you know, you wake up at night, turn off the light, and you see the floor show. They start scattering, and that's what the guys do. Mm. And there's no accountability. Ooh, um, can you say that again, you know, Troy? Can you say it one more time? One more time? One more time? There's, there's no accountability <sighs> because they're using this tenuous hold on, on, on their masculinity as a reason why they're doing this, or, or, or fear. Mm. Um, they, they really allow fear to really just guide how they think, how they move, how they act. Mm-hmm. And it's important that they, they understand that. They understand that fear, when you operate on fear, you're always going to be losing. Mm-hmm. And one of the, one of the things, and I know whenever I, talk to anyone uh all of the brothers want me to always use a fear quote from after earth will smith when he was talking to his son mm-hmm. and it goes fear is not real 
the only place that fear can exist is in our thoughts of the future. It is a product of our imagination, causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. Hmm. Do not misunderstand me. Danger is real, mm -hmm. but fear is a choice. Mm. I've said that quote, gosh, probably a hundred times now, uh, just in conversations and we have regular Zoom calls and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we get new guys, say fear quote, say fear quote, <laughs> you know, because, because it encapsulates us on how our mindsets, how we, how we think and how we allow that fear mm -hmm. to guide us and shape us and to control us. Mm. And once you shake that fear and the, 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 the most impactful part of that quote is it is a product of our imagination causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. Mm -hmm. And for my own personal journey, that's what it was. I thought my mother and father would feel some kind of way, especially mm -hmm. my dad. You know, my dad's name is Hercules. Oh my God. You can't have, you can't have a more, <laughs> you know, more masculine name than that. You know, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, I thought he, I thought, I, you know, I thought my dad would just, you know, like whatever. Um, I thought, you know, I, it was just all these things, these thoughts of the future. Uh, how you know my, my 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 brothers would feel how how you know my extended family my brothers would feel you know you know my god brothers and my cousins and all of that mm -hmm. and none of it ever manifested mm -hmm. it was all in thoughts of things that that didn't exist mm -hmm. and never never even manifested so you know I wasted a lot of time mm -hmm. living in this shadow living in this fear of of I love of control it just controlled me it made me do things to hurt myself mm -hmm. and to hurt both the cis women and the trans women that i was involved with mm -hmm. you know it wasn't anything that was malicious because i didn't know any better right. i didn't have i didn't have the tools mm -hmm. to 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 walk down that path i didn't have a mentor or, or have a, a possibility example mm -hmm. possibility model to say hey he did it now, maybe I can do it. And that's the whole reason why we started the Brotherhood. You know, that's the reason why Chris, Christopher Patterson started uh, Men Like Us Tribe. Uh, it, it's to give guys a space. Mm -hmm. you, know, uh, you, know, you know, we're old fuddy-duddies in the Brotherhood. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes they don't want to hear. You know, I mean, we the old guys in the barbershop just sitting there playing checkers and, and telling the young blood stuff, and they don't want to hear it. So sometimes... It's best that they um, listen to their own peers, but we still be looking and watching. Mm -hmm. Not this face. Boy, you know that ain't right, boy. You know that ain't right. Boy. <laughs> Sit down. Let me show you something. Pull your pants up. <laughs> so, so. Uh, no, don't pull them up. I like to see them, you know. <laughs> we just going to keep on going. So I, I really, I, I really need people to understand, you know, especially the men listening. Um, Fear is an excuse, mm -hmm. and you choose to live that in, in, in fear. But you're never afraid in the dark. You're never afraid in the shadows. Mm -hmm. You're never afraid when you don't think anybody's looking. You know, um, and you just can't live a life of you know, you know, looking over your shoulder, peeping around corners. Right. I yeah I. Mm.
you you came on here and you preached that that's that's it i mean the the idea of of fear and shame and guilt it's just like all these things that are perceived before things even happen and i and i think it's probably of course you know from experiences that they've witnessed or stories that they've heard nothing that they've experienced themselves but things that they have heard, you know, from other people, or maybe they even partook in making fun of people who are a part of that community. And now they have to go and be like, can I please do something and be intimate with you? And it's just like, no, you just tried to be mean to me and even maybe even harm me in any kind of way before. So it's, it's just the thought process about how it just doesn't connect and it doesn't compute. And I think uh, I always find it funny that masculinity is supposed to be this idea of, of strength and power and courage, um, particularly the emphasis on courage. And it's like the idea of letting fear inform your level of courage when it comes to this particular thing. And so I, I really appreciate what you said and um, I do want to, you know, it's, I wouldn't say it's for me to challenge men. I think you would probably be better at saying to challenge the men to step up as you put it. But I do challenge, um, any men who are <laughs> acting like roaches, <laughs> scattering about in the darkness, you know, <laughs> using the private tab, nervous, scared that somebody going to see somebody going to find out. And it's like, um, step up be accountable, um, face your fears. That's true masculinity. That's true courage. Those are the things that, you know, we want you to be able to but, do. But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. You're, these same men are dealing with trans women who have dealt with that fear. Mm -hmm. They have stepped into the light. You know, they walk in their truth 24, seven, 365, you know, but you want to be with someone who does that yet. You don't want to meet them mm -hmm. the same way. You know, what? Come right. on, bro. Like, no. So it, it, it's, it, it's that hypocrisy and not taking a look in the mirror, mm. looking at yourself and being accountable for yourself. Um, and once you start to look at yourself, your view on the world starts to change because there was a lot of people who knew, you know, what I was doing. Mm. You know, I thought I was, I thought I was pretty slick with what I was doing. And, uh, the, the other story I tell the guys is about old man Forrest who, he ran a resale shop across the street from a paint store that I used to run. Mm -hmm. And old man Forrest used to say all the time, boy, you like that asshole. <clears throat> Went over my head. You see women go by, boy, you like that asshole. Boy, <clears throat> you like that asshole. Shut the hell up, Forrest. One day, I borrowed a tool from him to go to knock on his door because he lived up upstairs from the resale shop. Before, before I, my, my hand even hit the door, the door opened. And uh, this older trans woman, Connie, she walks out. <clears throat> she gives him a kiss. She said, back for her. She said, hey, Troy. Got in her car. And I'm, 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 I'm in shock. Mouth the gate. And he goes, boy, he said, I told you like that asshole because I do too. <laughs> But even then, you know, he didn't have the words, the vocabulary, right. the, the comfort level to have that conversation with mm -hmm. me. And that was the way that he, you know, he, he reached out to me. And then looking at it in hindsight, it's like, it, it's like one of the funniest stories because it's just like he knew mm -hmm. there were other people, you know, when I got married, 
first time. I married the same woman twice. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I married the same cis woman twice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tilt my head a little bit, but keep going. <laughs> um, my best man, he knew mm-hmm. that I had been dating trans women, but he didn't have the words. Mm-hmm. He didn't know how to have that conversation with me. He did question me getting married and asking me, "Was I sure?" And that if we had to shoot our way out, he's a cop. We gotta shoot our way out. You know, he pulled his gun out. We need this motherfucker, church, bro. You know, air this shit out. Him, him not, you know, knowing how to have that conversation, not being educated enough to have that, not being comfortable enough to have mm. those conversations. I think that's where we we're still kind of stuck in the mud in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, because I know what I've seen over the years mm-hmm. with you know celeb with friends with. Uh, family members with uh, uh, cops and white collar professionals and mm-hmm. celebrities and athletes, you know, and actors that I've seen mm-hmm. you know, and been in parties. They've been like, and they say, "Hi, Charles. Say, hey, girl, how you doing, baby? <laughs> Nothing's right. You all right? You all right? All right, baby. How you doing?" And they looking like, "Oh my God, oh my God!" And then we have a conversation. It's like, uh, you know, you know, um, again, not having those tools not being comfortable having those conversations is still something that we struggle with today. Mm. And I, I, I guess my, my next question, I don't, I don't think I wrote it down, but is how do we help men, so to speak, to get to that place to where they feel comfortable to begin having that dialogue? Cause I always ask myself, it's just like, what do men talk about when they just be by themselves? Cause I know, when I'm with my girlfriends or even some of my like butch queen best friends, like, you know, it's nonstop. We're fucking talking all the time. And I feel like that doesn't happen between like cishet men very frequently. So well, what... we're, we're, we're taught, you know, what, what could we do to, 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 to help moving along? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just learn how to talk and communicate with each other. Learn how to be honest and vulnerable to share our feelings. We're not taught to share our feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, you fall down, you don't cry, don't be no bitch. Ooh. Don't be no bitch. Don't, don't, don't cry. Don't, don't walk it off. Mm-hmm. Walk it off. Shit. You know. And so, you know, you're, you're socially conditioned not to share your feelings. You know, um, um, because masculinity is in that box, mm-hmm. and 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 you don't want to step outside of that box because you feel that you will be you know, ostracized or, or or laughed at or, or whatever whatever these feelings that you may have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're comfortable in that box. And then the only time that you're going to step out of the box, ain't nobody looking. Right. <laughs> creep out, and then I'm going to jump right back in the box. Mm, I wasn't out the box. I've been here the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, so, so it's about us, you know, and, and unfortunately, a lot of your sisters get upset and think that, that these discussions that we're having, that they need to be included in them. Mm-hmm. And no, um, this is something that we men, we, you know, we need to challenge our brothers, our, our cousins, our, our, our friends. We need to challenge each other to mm-hmm. do better and be better. You know, uh, again, I'm not going to take away the impact that all of the trans women that I've known through my life, that they have, they've made me the man that I am today. Mm-hmm. Because I'm blessed, but I was open enough, and I knew women who were strong enough to, 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 to use their nurturing spirit to put their arms around me and to help me and to help guide me when I had no one. But today is a new day, you know, and and that burden can't be placed on trans women. Mm. Y'all y'all carry y'all carry enough. Y'all carry enough. 
this is why a lot of guys don't like like for me to talk and some of your sisters don't like to hear me talk because I say things that nobody else is going to say that burden can't be yours you have enough on your plate mm-hmm. I don't know I love that I don't know who's I don't know who tell I don't know which girls are telling you now don't say that but baby no like I, I, again the accountability that I that I emphasized earlier when you brought it up it's you know, I, I I definitely believe there is time and place and space for, you know, men and women, trans women and, and cis men who are, you know, attracted to each other can have that mutual space where they get to interact with each other and grow and learn all that kind of stuff. And it doesn't have to be a hypersexualized situation. Um, there are spaces dedicated for that already. And we already know how those operate. We're professionals at that. We need to get to the space where we can have true dialogue and understanding in that space, but then also we need to have conversations in our own respective spheres. So, like, I'll talk to my sisters, and then you, like, you talk to your the, the men in your in, in your tribe and everything like that. So it's like we it's kind of like this cyclical kind of effect where we talk over here, we talk over here, we converge, see how those ideas work, and then you know back and forth. I think that would be very productive, and it works well on a lot of on a lot of fronts. So it it manages to say like this is what y'all need, this is what we need. And so we don't want to put the burden on each other in that kind of way. And I think that's fair. <laughs> so we're going to take another small break and we're going to come back and talk about your, um, the trans supportive brotherhood is what it's called, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. Oh, I got it right. I'm so bad with saying things. I have like really long titles sometimes. But yeah, we will be back in just a second to talk about that with Troy. So be right back. OG Yoda, you know, Detroit Kennedy, OG Yoda, what, what say you, you know? Like, ah, oh, they tagged me, you bastards. <laughs> well, um, we, we can jump back in here, so let me get this started. Okay. Um, so you mentioned the dark side and, and Yoda and um, who, what's the what's the Emperor uh, Ovaltine? Uh, that's, that's the, no, that's Emperor Palpatine oh, or snap. Darth Sidious. Sorry. You can use either term and referring to me while I force choke you. <laughs> don't don't threaten me with a good time, Troy. Don't say that. Don't threaten me with a good time. Don't don't do that. It's been a, it's been it's been some it's been some months, so don't don't do that. Uh, <laughs> um yeah, and so obviously they seek to you for this wisdom and the trans supportive brotherhood and um with Chris and the men like us tribe, I think those are all such beautiful things. So um I I, I guess the thing I want to kind of talk about next is when we first were talking about trying to get together and have a conversation, he's like, I don't really want to have a one-on-one conversation. I'm like, I know, but I want to cover it a little bit, which I'm glad we did. But you wanted, I also wanted to ask you about the difference between being trans amorous and trans attracted, because you made a very clear distinction about that when I have brought it up. You was like, ah, oh, no, I'm not this one, I'm this one. So would you mind cl- clarifying that for the, the people listening at home? Well, let me let me go back uh, in the Wayback Machine. That's probably before your time as well. Ah, uh, yes. Mr. Peabody and Sherman. I mean, I'll go back in the Wayback Machine. I know them, the white dog and the guy with the glasses. Right, right. Peabody and Sherman. Try to do me. In the Wayback Machine. And talk about the term trans-attracted. The term trans-attracted was penned by, uh, I think the first person I ever heard it, heard say it was uh, Aquaia Grant, 
Um, she was in Germany, but she's actually, well, I think she moved back to California. Uh, she's a DJ. Forgot her DJ name. Uh, but uh, she plays a lot of house music and stuff like mm. that. But she had a uh, group on an ING, I-N-G site. This was long before Facebook and mm. all that stuff. Uh, called Bros Love TS Women. Mm. And it was probably the most dynamic group of people, you know, both, you know, trans women and, and, and the men who were attracted to them, mm -hmm. uh, just getting together and having real conversations. Uh, wow, a lot of a lot of my friends, you know, who, who may listen to this, they will say, oh, I remember that group, and it was such fire. But Aquaya started using that term, you know, saying trans attracted, because there was nothing to describe us. Mm -hmm. You know, men who date trans women, you know, just men who are attracted to trans. It was just long. It was just, a, mm -hmm. it, it took you half an hour to say it. And so, you know, she started saying it, and it picked up amongst the group. And we started doing that. And it was like, okay, this is this is cool. Now we have something to self-identify ourselves mm -hmm. with. Uh, that that kind of sets us out, and that we can have conversations on. Uh, as time went on, it really just didn't apply to the totality of you know how I think and how a lot of the guys think, mm -hmm. you know, about trans people in general. Mm -hmm. Uh, and amorous means, you know, love, and it's just not being in love or, or physical sex or anything like that. It's just the act of love. And so with being just attracted to someone, it's just an attraction. That's a base level, it's base level energy. Mm. It's lower level energy. And you can be attracted to someone and not give a fuck about them. Ooh. That part. You know, so calling, saying that you're trans attracted, okay, you know, and. What, what does that mean? Right. You know, it just means that you're attracted to trans women and you may be open and comfortable enough in saying it, but it still doesn't mean that you give a damn. Mm -hmm. So we started using the term transamorous, uh, because, you know, I, I, I love my sisters. I, I have so many people that are probably too numerous to name that without them, I wouldn't be here today. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and, and these are platonic relationships. I have some, some, romantic relationships that again help shape me to be who I am mm -hmm. you know uh, in fact a, a friend of mine who her birthday is today yay and she listens to it hey Dada I've known her well, I've known her since she was 19 I'm not going to say well I almost say it because I say it all the time I've known her almost 30 years Oof. you know so uh, we've been friends forever and and we are friend, we are truly friends mm -hmm. and that kind of love lasting that long connection staying is something that's special and you know I love her. that's my friend I love my friend mm -hmm. you know um, I love my, I love my, my my trans brothers I have a number of trans brothers who I love dearly you know and I got their back you know so it's just not about you know, just being romantically involved with a trans person. It's, it's, it's caring about them day to day. It's, it's giving them job opportunities, which I've done. You know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's reaching out to some of these orgs when somebody needs something mm -hmm. and, and saying, hey, here's a person that you can call. You know, it's, it's, it's being there in those spaces. Uh, it's, it's, it's being at, at, you know, by American Legion Post where, 
you know, at one point all the balls that used to happen in Detroit, he hosted them and making sure the girls were safe mm-hmm. when they came. You know, uh, it's, it, it's, it's all of that. It's all of that. Mm-hmm. So when, when we talk about the difference between being trans attractive and being trans amorous, you know, I'm, I'm okay being friends with trans women. I'm okay with being friends with trans men. I'm okay with, with, with having conversations about it mm-hmm. because I love myself enough and I love the people who, who, who are around me and who have surrounded me and who have embraced me and who I embrace. Um, you know, that I can talk about these things. I can, I can reach out. I can protect them. Mm-hmm. I can laugh with them. I can joke with them. I can, I can get mad at them and they can piss me the fuck off. <laughs> uh, one, one of, one of, one of, one of my best sisters of friends, Aaron, I'm calling you out. Oop. We cuss and fuss and fight because we started a group called the T-Spot a long time ago. Oop. And uh, she and I would get into these big old arguments and her mama would have to get involved. You know, um, but hey, I, hey, hey, I, I, I love her mama to death too, you know, so it's, it's, it's more than just that romantic or sexual part. Mm-hmm. Being trans amorous means that, you know, I'm invested in the community, invested in the people around me mm-hmm. and they know that they can count on me, you know, so mm-hmm. that's my opinion. I'm just, who am I? <laughs> you know, uh, you're just, my, you're just the OG Yoda slash Godfather. <laughs> that, that, that'll work. I need you to do something for me. <clears throat> One day I'll ask you a question. That's all. Yeah. I can't. I, I appreciate that. And I think that's very, it's, it's, it's very salient to everything. But then more so than that, it's also just the sheer fact that it helps for people to identify that there is a difference between just like, oh, you want to have, you're attracted to us, even off rip if you may not know, like that we're trans. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you can go a step further and say like, yeah, I'm going to do what I need to do in order to ensure the safety and the protection, the growth and the well-being of this community because I know what they've gone through. I understand that the, the issues and the trauma and the things that they face, things that I've never even had to think about or fathom sometimes. And so it's kind of like, how can I improve that in, in the betterment of, of the situation? And so you've already started to do that in indicating your amory. And so you were doing things like you said with American Legion and making sure that when they have balls and functions and stuff in Detroit, you were making sure that the girls were safe, which is a very important thing because they will sometimes trade or hang around the corner and do some very horrible, malicious things. So I'm glad you were there to, to extend your protections in that kind of way. Well, and, and, and there's another thing, you know, there, there's some guys who would say, you know, I'm trans amorous, but they're really not. Just, mm-hmm. just, just look at how, how they interact with trans women. Look at how they uh, how they carry themselves. How they have conversations with you. If if you can't have a conversation with a man, and it ain't all about y'all, you know, having sex or you know y'all conversing on on Messenger or something, mm-hmm. and the third or fourth message here's a picture of his dick, like you know, like uh, the third yeah, or the fourth, yeah, first. you know. Yeah, you know, I don't, don't transgender. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're, you're, you don't even know what it means. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people, they really don't know what it means. They, they hear it and they think they know what it means. Mm-hmm. And uh, as, as I've said to, to some women, I said, you know, we don't speak for you. Mm-hmm. Please don't speak for us. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, and, and, and 
you know, I'm only one voice, but there are other voices out there who who, who will share, you know, you know, what I say because we do talk. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you know, I'm I'm getting to the point of just kind of discarding some of these labels because the labels are needed because you have to have a way to self-identify. Mm-hmm. But once you are able to self-identify, then that that label really doesn't mean as much anymore because you know I'm I'm. Doug, this one's for you. You know, you know, I'm just a guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just, I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy who likes, loves, and respects himself. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like, love, or respect me, I'm gonna put it in four wheel drive, and I'm just gonna drive right over you and keep on moving mm-hmm. because because you're you're literally beneath me. And I used to argue with him about that all the time. And I can't believe that I disagreed, and I hope he doesn't listen. <laughs> Never mind. Just erase this whole part. No, but keep it in there. And I, I appreciate you saying that. I think um, it's all it is the things that I I wish that you know. And I appreciate you doing the barbershop mentor thing, where you kind of just like, no, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to make those steps. This is how you actually show you know love and amor. You know, an Amory, as opposed to, you just want to fuck her. You know, we get it. She's attractive, but there's much more to her than that. You know, so I appreciate you taking those steps to sh- to show these younger men because trust me, they need it. Um, one, one, one other little thing. Mm-hmm. Far too many of you men out there, and I'm talking to the guys. Stop thinking that transitioning as a trans woman is easy. Stop thinking just because a girl is quote unquote passable that her life is easy, has been easy. Um, understand that some of some of these women's journeys have been very, very difficult. Deal with a lot of challenges, some trauma, and things of that nature. I'm not asking you to be Jesus and to pay for the sins of other motherfuckers, because I ain't Jesus and I'm not paying for somebody else's sins. However, there's a level of empathy that you need to have and a level of understanding and you have to have a listening ear. Don't just have a conversation to say what the fuck you want to say. Listen and learn something because I think a lot of guys who are claiming to be transamorous don't really understand some of the, some of the challenges mm-hmm. and the journeys that these women that they're attracted to take. And they make these assumptions that it can't be that hard. Then you have no idea. You've had no discussions with these women. And you make me angry. And you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> I'm going to keep giving all of these old TV show references. I, 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 to throw I, people off. I love it. it it's <laughs> great. It, it's, you know, and I think this is something that, you know, the men that love to slide in your inbox, at least for at least on our end, you know, they can't even begin to have this kind of dialogue. They can't even begin to express themselves as comfortably as you are, you, saying all these funny things, doing all these kind of things, and and just being able to even begin illustrating this. So this is all may sound very intimidating to them, and they're like, "How do I even start?" It's like you have to at least start, and it has to get past. I want to fuck her. It has to get past that. Otherwise, you're going to continue to hit the same roadblock, and then keep asking yourself the same questions. It's like, what's the phrase? It's um the same thing with the same result, and expecting a different outcome. It's insanity. It's insanity. It's insanity. And so and I was I, I was insane. I I believe that I was insane for a while. 
because I kept doing the same things over and over again and wondering why, why things uh, were changing. And, you know, one of the things I, I think the biggest advice that I can give to some of the brothers out there is, you know, uh, we'll, we'll go with Michael Jackson. You know, I, I, I'm talking to the man in the mirror and I'm asking him to change his ways. You know, I mean, that message right there, you know, change your ways. Just be honest with yourself. You know, I mean, you like trans women. Okay, that's fine. Great. Okay. Now, are you going to deal with it or are you going to just continue to be a coward, live in fear, and worry about this and that and the other thing? I don't know, my mama, my job, my friends, my, my, my kids, or whatever. You know, um, you know, if a man is walking in his own truth, um, there are people who you might have to guess what? Trans women have to walk away from family members and friends and people around them all the time because they don't respect their truth. Mm. How come you can't do the same, motherfucker? I mean, it's just the hypocrisy in it all. It, it, it angers me, you know, to a point where you have to understand what, well, no, I don't, because you're not understanding what they're going through, brother. Completely. Ooh, my goodness. Well, uh, <laughs> shoot, you ain't got to say much more to make me very pleased, to be honest, so... Anyway, <laughs> we could cut the episode right here. I would be okay with it, but I don't want to do that. I do want to um, just ask this one last thing and, you know, about you building community and being a part of that. Um, there's whispers in the winds, of course, about something that you've been working on. I, you probably can't talk about it just yet if you're, if you're not able to, but I would love to email. know. They sent me an email yesterday that uh, 30 days, I, I did a, a, a documentary. Uh, in Houston in late October uh, with Dinah Styles, Brianna was a part of the, the project. Uh, the, the name of the organization was it's, was it's, it's a call to men is what it's called. A call to men. Mm-hmm. Their 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 focus is to help men to do better and be better, and how in in different aspects, especially breaking down that box. And, and, it's, and, it's, and it's funny you talked about that box, that box of masculinity, that toxic and fragile masculinity that we live in. How do we start to dismantle that box? How do we start pulling ourselves out of that box? And one of those things in, in this project was uh, just cishet men, black cishet men and black trans women sitting down and having a conversation mm-hmm. and how we can be better allies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the biggest things is just opening your eyes and understanding that black trans women have been a part of our communities forever. Mm-hmm. Okay, this isn't new shit because I, I'm so tired of the oh this is new shit or the photeps oh <laughs> the white man shit blah blah blah. No, bro, it's always been here, mm-hmm. and so it's just having the strength to have these open conversations without that box of toxic and fragile masculinity. Uh, you know, you're just hiding in that box and just peeking out and looking out with your eye, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because there's safety in that box, because you don't have to think outside of it. You mm-hmm. don't have to 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 maneuver uh, in life in a, in, a, in a better way, mm-hmm. you know. And, and again, in my opinion, most men stay in that box because it's safe. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the DL gay men, you have the the, the, the men who are hiding their attraction to trans women, you know, um, if you like women, you know, if you're a cishet man, you know, one of the other things, cis heteronormative men knowingly pursue trans women for sexual encounters. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, a saying that you're trans attractive. Okay, well, what if you like women? You see a pretty woman, perhaps to be trans. Did you all of a sudden, now she's not pretty? Now you're not attracted to her? You may not know what all of that means and know how to handle it, but she's still an attractive woman. You were attracted to that person that you saw, that woman that you saw. Mm -hmm. So it's dismantling that. It's having these conversations. It's uh, reaching out, you know, being, being, you know, being blessed like I am to be on, on platforms such as yours to have these conversations uh, and, and just keep doing it. I, I wrote a book like a long, long time ago Ooh. that I keep re-editing and I've never published it. Come on, publish it. We need a book. Cause see, I keep going back because I, I keep evolving mm. the, my thought processes, and then I don't like what I read, and then I redo it again, and I just say forget it. Uh, no, just keep writing new books. Like this is this is volume one, volume two, volume three. I know, I know. I know. One of these days, one of these days, I'm just gonna just say here, and I'm gonna just send it to a publisher, and they'll say just take it, you know, edit it, put it out, and 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 you know, I'm a. That may be my goal for 2022 to just go ahead and push it out. One more edit. <laughs> I well, I support you entirely. I I would love to read a, that book. It would be very insightful. I would love to be able to be be like, here's a resource. Here, read this. Now leave me alone. You know, I would love to be able to do that. Um, and it's also a good way to help build community and things like that. And in addition to the documentary that you make, when can we be expecting said documentary? Well, I don't know. I got an email the other day. Um, we should have some answers in about 30 days. Uh, uh, it's not ready. They're still editing it uh, because we, 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 we filmed over a four, four day period. So there's, there was a lot of content, mm. some, a little drama, no drama. Ooh, I've been a little juicy, but I, I I have to I have to give a shout out to Diamond. Uh, Diamond has always said, you know, she said I she's I got something coming up, and when it's ready, you know, I need you to come. And she sent me a message, and I was like, okay, well, just let me know when. She's I just did. Like <laughs> you're in. <laughs> Make some time. <laughs> Damn it, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna call you. Don't play with me, you know. And again. I, I appreciate it. It's, it's to allow my voice to be heard, you know, my face to be seen. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I want to help shift the paradigm because, you know, black trans women are still dying mm. at the hands of black men. You know, uh, that's something that nobody really likes to talk about. And it's not strangers. These are their intimate partners. Mm-hmm. These are men who know full well that they're trans women, but these are men who have not done the work on themselves. These are men who don't like, love, and respect themselves, you know, and you know, one of the things that I hope to be able to do and I hope to work you know, with, 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 with other black trans women is to start to give them ways that they can identify where a guy is because mm. there is some accountability. You know, if you know a guy ain't really there and you try to force him to be there or say, I'm I'm a, you know, I'm gonna be the one, you know, you, you know, you put your cape on Ooh, and try child. to save that guy. Um Captain and he's him. not there, that that you know, that 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 violence could come out because he doesn't like love and respect himself. Mm-hmm. So there's no way in hell that he can like love and respect you. That part. And so No, and I 
like I said, we could have cut it off a while ago, but you just keep giving us more and more. And just, it's like coming out like that sweet, sweet taffy. I'm just like, oh, this is so fun. I don't want it to stop, but I don't want us to be all here forever. Um, maybe in the future we could do something else that would be fantastic. And I would love that. Um, do you have any um, parting words for, um, you already said so many wonderful things, but any parting words before we jump off? Uh, no, just uh, you know, and I, I give a shout out to to the brotherhood, you know, to my brother Jonathan, Jonathan Hayden, and Antoine Fields. Uh, you know, without the two of them, I don't think the brotherhood would have ever happened. Uh, and they've they've shown, you know, and Doug, uh, it, it's it's so many guys. You know, brother Joel. Uh, there's 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 a bunch of guys. Chris, Christopher Patterson, uh, 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 Lex, Lex Newman. I'll just mm -hmm. say Lex. We'll say his other name. Uh, there's a lot of guys who, you know, we are in community stand. Um, gee, there's so many guys out there who are really like just doing some stuff and, and, and are out there and are trying to shift the paradigm in their own ways. And um, I'm, I'm just a part of it. And uh, they, you know, they push me. There are times when I want to give up, but, but the brothers kind of, They'll, they'll, they'll drag me along, they'll give me a call, and they'll say, you know, come on, man, you old motherfucker, get it together. <laughs> so I, I, I appreciate my brothers, too. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I love when men have good relationships with each other. It makes me so happy. <laughs> um, well, if people, particularly the men who are who listen to, the, who listen to my show and who are, you know, interested in wanting to get connected, how can they get connected to you, Troy, if, if you want that? Well, they can they can hit me up on Facebook. Um, I have two Facebook pages. One used to be my jail page. I don't go to jail anymore because I know all the trigger words not to say anymore, and I don't <laughs> let people trigger me. Uh, it's just Troy Kennedy. That's that's who I am. I'm Troy Kennedy on Facebook. I'm Troy Kennedy on LinkedIn. I am Troy Kennedy. That's who I am. This is not this is not a fake name or whatever or my stage name or whatever. This is who I am. Uh, I also have a. YouTube page that my content is still a little old, but uh, I think I changed the name to Mr. Kennedy, Mr. Three R's <laughs> underscore Kennedy. And for wrestling fans, that's Mr. Kennedy. Uh, <laughs> or Ask a Trans Amorous Man. It's still, some of the stuff comes up like that. Um, uh, I mean, those are the two easiest places to reach me. You know, you can send me a message through, through through that on YouTube or just hit me up on Facebook. You know, I'll, I'll answer you. You know, I'll, I'll see what's going on with you. And, uh, and then we can go from there. Sounds lovely. Um, and is there, um, well, I don't know if you would be able to grant people access to the um, Transported Brotherhood. Well, I can. Uh, uh -huh. We are, we are, uh, I, I'll plug both groups, uh, Trans Supported Brotherhood and Men, Men, and Men Like Us, uh, a group, which is Christopher Patterson's group. Um, both are, are, some, are excellent groups. Uh, Chris's group does more one-on-one -on -one, uh, stuff, you know, Trans Attraction 101, that uh, the old men, I just ain't got time for that, you boy. I can't, I can't help you. Uh, come on, we need to learn something. Come on, talk to me. Uh, but I'm I'm in both of those groups as well, so um, uh, we are we are we are accepting people in both groups. Uh, 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 well, Chris is in his group, but we are definitely uh, the Brotherhood does. So either of those groups are are, are 
available to you if you want to learn something. Uh, if you want to reach me, you know, I'm in both of those groups as well. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Troy. I really appreciate it. After, you know, four months of you dodging me, it's fine. I'm not upset anymore. Um, but I really appreciate you being here and dropping these wisdoms. Um, it, you sounded very Yoda-ish the whole time or the Godfather, you know, or, or a hodgepodge of both. Yoda as the Godfather. You know, I could see that. I don't know if that's a real thing or not, but I could see that. Um, and if any, any folks want to know more about men who are also attracted to trans women, um, outside of just Troy, you can go back and listen to the seven episodes, seven, 17, 27, 37, and so on and so forth. Up to this one, 67. So you're the sixth one. Yay! And Troy's like, okay. And they've all been black men. I'm doing pretty good. I'm very proud of myself so far. This, like I'm, and, and probably most of the guys that you have talked to, I know. Yes, so. I, I think you know almost every single one of them, if I'm not mistaken. Because I'm just like, I'm just going to keep pulling from people that I know. So, you know, I'm and sure it's, one. It's, and, and that's pretty cool. It's, it's pretty cool that we do have that camaraderie, that, that, that we're able to talk. And there are times when I'll get a, a text or a message, and I was like, hey, man, you're busy. And I know what that means. I know what that means. Is like, okay. Uh, you know, if I'm not busy, you know, I'll call them right away. I was like, Give me a little bit of time, because I know I'm gonna have to sit down for this one. But it's having that that brotherhood, having 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 that tribe, having having that access to other men who you can talk to and not sit and be caught in your own head is mm. a blessing. I agree. Well, um, again, thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, Beautiful gems, very well and very well spoken. Um, bow, curtsy, whichever you prefer. Um, <laughs> this face. <laughs> um, but we will see y'all on another lovely episode of Black to the Future podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Black to the Future. Yes, thank you for joining us. And if you want to continue the conversation with us, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Black to the Future Podcast. And don't forget to use the hashtag Black to the Future Podcast as well. Share the content and please leave positive reviews. Yeah, all that. <laughs> and we will see y'all in the future. Don't you mean Black to the Future? Oh, I guess you're right. We'll see y'all black, black to, to the future. future.